Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the Atomic Skull podcast for 2023. I I hope you didn't miss me too much. More importantly, I hope your New Year's Eve was memorable in the way that you don't remember it at all. If you're still hungover from New Year's Eve like I am, grab yourself the greasiest breakfast burrito you can get your clammy hands on, hang out with me for a little bit, and listen to me bitch about movies, empty calories, and how hard it is to sell dildos to straight men in my menthol cool voice. I do appreciate you tuning in. My name is Matt, and I want to start off the new year by reminding you that we are all the same pieces of shit as we were in 2022. Don't fool yourself into some shitty New Year's resolution where you mentally blackmail you into buying a gym membership that you're not going to use by Valentine's Day. If for some reason you have a big old boner to waste your money, my Venmo is at Atomic Skull Podcast, all right? And have some fun with it if you're going to send me something. Send me like 49 cents or some shit and tell me that's how much a monthly gym membership costs. Fuck, maybe that's how much it actually costs. I have no idea. I don't know any better. Anyway, send me that money instead of giving it to a gym, and I will make sure that it gets to a very nice group of hookers. Although, I do believe that New Year's resolutions are complete bullshit. I also want to test that theory, because I'm always open to the fact that I could be wrong. It happens often. Ask my wife. She could write a fucking dissertation on the things that she thinks I'm wrong about. Yeah, that's right. I said it. I'm not afraid. I've gone after Adele, Ticketmaster, and Scientology on this show. You think I'm scared of my wife? Please make sure they play Freebird at my funeral. For reals, though, I do want to test New Year's resolutions being bullshit, and I'm going to do that by making a resolution for myself on this podcast. I resolve to ask a gold star question in every single episode of this shit show in 2023. I get messages every week from you sweet, sweet, wonderful people asking me if you missed the gold star question for the week. It's very passive aggressive, but also I, f I fucking love it. I love the follow-up. And also, quickly while I'm at it, thanks to everyone who reached out to me asking how I was feeling after last episode's COVID situation. I'm as miserable as I was right before I got it. So rest easy knowing that everything is right where it should be. I get different people who reach out to me weekly about the gold star questions so much that I actually kind of feel bad for missing them. So this year, I am going to ask a question in every single episode, hopefully. I don't know. We're going to see how it goes. We're going to see if resolutions are bullshit. And also, I am going to assign you guys, every one of you listening, a New Year's resolution starting whenever it is you hear this episode. And that resolution is for you guys to answer every gold star question that is asked in 2023. So for those of you who want to try and tell me that I'm wrong about resolutions being bullshit, here's your fucking chance to show me. If I even ask one this week, who knows? I, I still think resolutions are bullshit. I'm actually recording this before New Year's Eve, but I am terrified because there have been a metric shit ton 
of fireworks going off around us really since Christmas night, but they will be especially bad on New Year's. I'm not sure if you've ever heard a dog drop an F-bomb, but last year on New Year's Eve, our dogs were acting like Britney Spears in 2007 for pretty much the entire night. So as excited as I am to have some fun, I am also not looking forward to our dogs shaking like Michael J. Fox riding a helicopter. And before you judge me for that joke, you know you laughed at that shit. So use that guilt that you're feeling right now as an excuse to just rewatch the Back to the Future trilogy because those movies are fucking classics. Before we all Andy Dufresne our way through the shit and sludge into 2023, I wanted to do a Christmas wrap-up by way of a bunch of random stories that are going to be loosely tied together through a process that I'm not entirely sure of yet because I don't really have a hell of a lot of notes for this episode. So when I inevitably fuck this whole thing up, and I assure you I'm going to fuck this whole thing up, you guys just fuck it up with me. And then somehow, mathematically, we'll be back on track. And I want to give you advance notice. I can't really speak to what kind of storytelling this is going to be, but this is going to be an expert level story listening. So brace yourselves. If it all goes according to plan, and my God, I hope it doesn't, but if it goes according to plan, this is going to be an inception level of storytelling where I break off from one story to tell another one and then possibly break off of that story to tell another one and then come back to the second one and then back to the first one. Basically what I'm saying is if you have any Adderall on hand, my darlings, now is the time. All right, so let's dive in. First of all, you guys, I have a legitimate confession to make. It might not seem like a big thing for you, but for some reason, it has always bothered the hell out of me. I am atrociously terrible at wrapping gifts. Like, it's bad. It, it's, it's, it's bad. Whenever Mrs. What's-Her-Name opens up her gifts... She always stops, looks at my horrific rapping, and I use this term loosely, attempt, and gives me that A for effort smile that's usually reserved for whenever you see Rob Schneider pop up in anything, right? Like, oh, that's great. Good for you. Look at you, Tiger. It's fucking embarrassing. And I've been taught, okay, I have received step-by-step instruction on how to do it. I have read articles. I have watched YouTube videos. The understanding is there. I can see the philosophy behind the whole fucking thing, but somehow it just doesn't compute to my fucking hands. And oh my god, it is worse because Mrs. What's-Her-Name wraps presents immaculately. The gifts that she wraps look like they should be in like a Macy's holiday window display. Mine looked like they were wrapped by a fucking one-armed four-year-old. And this year was no fucking different. She gave me the whole, this year is a lot better than it usually is routine. And I'm just going to consider that one of my Christmas gifts. And some of you out there might be thinking, you're an adult person. It can't possibly be 
that bad. You can work the whole adorable angle of it. You know, at least you're putting in the effort and it counts for something. No, that is not a possibility in this situation. It is not okay. There is nothing that I dread more every year than having to wrap gifts. I would rather do my taxes twice than wrap anything. And her birthday is like six weeks away. So I'm just gonna have to fucking, oh my God, kill me now, you guys. All right, so Mrs. What's-Her-Name and I, we did go a couple days before Christmas to one of those come see thousands of lights that we put up to celebrate the holidays for $30 a head places. And what's funny is that I've had multiple people that I know tell me I would hate it that I would hate going there. But you know what? I thought that it was very lovely and I had a good time. How do you like them apples for being wholesome? In 2023, this show is gonna be more wholesome and less telling stories about me taking shits in public. I'm kidding, of course. But for realsies though, it was nice. We walked around, we looked at lights, we judged people. Because if you're not going to roast strangers as a couple, why even go out in public? Am I right? A light to medium roast, both giving and taking, is the key to not only relationship survival, but personal survival. So with that in mind, don't hate me. I want to talk about this issue that I saw at the Christmas lights place. Don't hate me. There were a lot of kids there. That's obvious, right? But the kids weren't the issue. The kids were great. They were acting like kids, which is what kids were supposed to do. I want to talk about parents for just a second. There was this thing that I noticed happen several times and I thought it was kind of funny. So picture it, it's nighttime with all of these bright and colorful lights everywhere, most of which are in the shapes of animals. So if you are bringing a toddler or a stoner to this event, well, first, you should probably keep a bag of chips on you just in case. But more importantly, you need to keep a solid eye on whoever it is that you bring. They are going to be enamored with all of these lights and they probably won't be looking much at where they are going. And that is exactly what happened. The kids were staring at everything around them and causing big traffic jams everywhere. But they're just being kids. That is what kids do. Nothing wrong with that. But the parents, and I saw this like probably almost a dozen times, the parents who are not paying attention chastise their children when they see them for blocking traffic. Get out of the way, Billy. There's people everywhere. Watch where you're going. If you are the one who brought this toddler or stoner to this event, you are the one who needs to look out for them. These are children who are still trying to figure out how to strategically not shit their pants. And you are yelling at them, you need to be more cognizant of your situational awareness, Timmy. I don't know how you can justify doing that when the alternative option is just being a good, attentive parent so that I don't have to stand there watching these little shits, looking at every other thing instead of where they're going, which again, they're allowed to do because they are kids. They're being good kids. You need to be good parents. Okay, rant over. Don't hate me. 
They also, at this place, charge six bucks for a cup of hot chocolate, which, unless it streams Paramount Plus for a month, is fucking ridiculous. That being said, we actually had a really great time, and I was feeling really good going into Christmas Day because I hadn't heard Last Christmas once during the entire holiday season. If you haven't heard about this, there's this whole thing on the internets that's like a challenge of how close you can get to the actual holiday without hearing the song Last Christmas by Wham. It's like a far more lame, yuletide, please kill me version of Blackjack. We were at Mrs. What's-Her-Name's family's house for brunch, and there was some Christmas music playing. Very wholesome. My fucking mother-in-law, that's right, I said it, happens to love Wham!, And let me tell you a story about how I know this, because it was actually the first real thing that my mother-in-law and I bonded over. It was pretty cool. I was going on the first trip with the in-laws. So this was back in year one of my current relationship, you guys. And it was also the first time I was ever leaving the country. Oh, let me tell you about that shit. Hang on tight, everyone. Here we go. So I am invited to go down to Mexico with my future wife's family. And I had never been outside of the US before. So I was absolutely fucking juiced. And we were going to Mexico, a country chock full of flavor and culture, right? I was so excited to go to any other country I didn't really ask a lot of questions. And then, of course, my fat ass is immediately thinking about the different kinds of food that I can eat there that I can't get here. And all these experiences that I'll have in another country that I wouldn't have in the United States and I wanted to contrast and compare. I was so excited. This is the kind of shit that I have been looking forward to my whole life. So where did we go when we went to Mexico? We went to Rocky Point. If you don't know what Rocky Point is, because I didn't, it is in Mexico the way that Yoko Ono was in the Beatles. John Lennon is America, and then the rest of the band is Mexico. They deal with it being there because it allows things to stay on course. But Rocky Point is whiter than Moby at the Grand Old Opry brought to you by Starbucks. I'm getting out of the vehicle at our destination in Mexico, ready for authentic ass homemade tortillas and street tacos and churros. And the first thing that everyone orders at the resort that we are staying at is fucking cheese sticks with ranch. It was a great trip, but it ended up containing a lot more curly fries and Red Bulls than I thought it would. So Mrs. What's-Her-Name and her whole family all love music. And they all know their stuff. And I was advertised to her family as someone who knows a lot about music. So on the drive down to Mexico, her family started vetting me a little bit. They put on some classics and asked me some trivia and my opinions on a few different bands and albums. Basically making sure that I was pro-Boston and Rush and anti-Smash Mouth and Crazy Town. An easy test for me to pass. It was the first time... I had ever been able to impress a girlfriend's parents with my useless music knowledge. So that was pretty neat. 
because I am equal parts a ham and an asshole, I thought I would flip it and start asking them music trivia questions. And one of the good basics when it comes to music trivia is who is the other guy in Wham? All of us oldies know that George Michael is in Wham, but only the real ones know the other guy. And one of the real ones is my cock-blocking future mother-in-law because she immediately, with no hesitation, knew that it was Andrew Ridgely that is the other guy in Wham! And that was our first ever high five, which would be so much more wholesome of a moment if that bitch didn't put on last Christmas on Christmas morning and break my fucking streak of not hearing the song. What sucks even more than that is I had a whole ass bit that I was going to do for you guys about not hearing that song on Christmas and I can't use it now because she fucking iced me with wham. Otherwise, it was a really great day. I stayed in my PJs, which was amazing. I got my 20th and 21st pair of Chuck Taylors, which means that as of this moment, I still have more pairs of Chuck Taylors than I have episodes of this podcast. We spent the evening drinking old fashions with really nice bourbon. Oh, I have to tell you guys the bitters story. I have three good reasons. First, I'm already here and I have the microphone in front of me. You're already there and are still listening. So why the fuck not, right? Second, it is objectively a hysterical fucking story. And third, it will piss my wife off to no end that I am telling you guys about this. So I have a really old friend back from high school that I I don't know how to say it. She likes booze a lot. There's really no way that I could explain it without making her sound like a fucking alcoholic, which despite the massive amount of alcohol she has at her place, she is not. I'm not helping my own case here. She knows a lot about different alcohols. She traveled the world. And you know what? Let me just fly directly into the curve here for a second, and then I'll see if I can pull myself out of the shit when I'm done. She basically drank her way through Europe. She has a bottle of booze from pretty much every single state that she's been to, which is pretty much all of them. She can handle her booze. She makes a killer fucking drink. She just fucking appreciates liqueurs. She's not drinking Miller Lite out of bowling shoes, although she probably would if there was a good reason for it, like meeting Ryan Reynolds. Okay, point is... She's not a drunk. She just knows her shit about alcohol and she appreciates it. She came over and stayed with us for a couple of nights a while back. So we all wanted to get drunk like you do. And my friend clocked some whiskey that we had in our pantry. And she asked my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name, if we had any bitters. Now, let me tell you guys something. And I want you to make no mistake. Mrs. What's-Her-Name knew damn well that we didn't have any bitters. She's a bar manager, and she can make a mean fucking cocktail. She could answer what alcohols we have on hand at any point on the fly. Also, I should mention, she is not an alcoholic, probably. 
So the friend asked if we had any bitters. Mrs. What's-Her-Name, knowing damn well we didn't have any on hand, does that thing where she tries to bullshit her way through the question without actually answering it. Like, she's moving bottles around our bar, half-assing the pretending to look to see if we have any, like, not really finishing her sentences, so she isn't directly lying. She's like, you know what, I feel like maybe... At one point, we might, like, I'm not sure, maybe it's behind the, like, I, so I stood back, and I let her sink into the quicksand for a good, like, 30 seconds. Like, she thinks I'm an asshole for doing what I did, but I saved her ass. I said, bitch, what kind of bullshit are you trying to pull right now? You know damn well we have no fucking bitters in this house, and I made her come clean. So now... Between the last two Christmases, in our house, we have amassed no less than five bottles of bitters. If you know my wife and you are thinking about what to get her as a gift for any occasion, I'm not shitting you, her birthday is coming up, get her a bottle of bitters. She will think that that is just a hoot and a holler. Please make sure they play Freebird at my funeral. All right, Dildo Chronicles. Before I tell you the latest story, I need to say this, and I can't emphasize it enough. Learn to read a room. It is an invaluable tool, and I am going to give you a cautionary tale of what happens when you don't learn how to read a room. The last week or so, I've been working at a different location for the company, and at this location, there is a very new associate who works there. Maybe a month or so tops. Bless his heart. He seems really nice, relatively personable. His heart is in the right place. Let's begin. So a couple comes in, a man and a woman. The gentleman is a real, like, football on Sundays, knows his way around a barbecue, blue-collar type of fella. He's got a pack of cigs literally sticking out of his pocket, paint on his pants, the works, right? A couple of us who are working go up and talk to the couple, asking questions, seeing what brings them in, how can we help, the whole schmear. They make it clear to us that they do not want any help. And they keep to themselves. No problem. It'd be like that sometimes. The couple find their way over to the butt plugs. Oh, to the butt plugs. It's fine. We're all adults here. I'll apologize to my mother-in-law at the end. The couple find their way over to the plugs. And if you know how to read a room, it becomes very clear that the reason they are in the store is to buy a plug for the gentleman. And he is definitely a little bit embarrassed. It's a bummer that he's ashamed of that, but I also understand. He's taking a step forward towards something that he wants and getting out of his comfort zone. I think that that's fucking awesome. Another guy, not the new guy, but another guy who is, who is working at the store with me. He is a crafty veteran. He has been with the company for like a decade. He clocks that... The dude is a little embarrassed, so he walks up and sort of quietly and subtly 
makes a few recommendations to the blue collar gentleman, right? He like hands him a toy and he's just like, hey, look, if this is your first time with a plug, this one's a really great option. It's not too big, but you can kind of move up towards it if it's something you want to do. You know, make sure that you do this and this and this. If you don't like this, another option is you can kind of go this route and do whatever. You know, the crafty veteran is talking to the couple very discreetly and helping them feel comfortable. Good for him. Good for them. Good for everyone involved. He gets in there. He helps the couple make a choice that they're happy with on a plug. And he hands it to the new guy to ring the couple out. The new guy has it in his hand, sees that it's a plug, and he screams at the couple, Did you guys need any anal lube with this? The words echoed throughout the building and probably throughout the country. If you heard a random voice in the distance bring up anal lube mid-afternoon on Christmas Eve, but you don't know why or where it came from, Atomic Skull Podcast at gmail.com and let me know because it was fucking loud. Everyone in the building stopped what they were doing and looked right at the couple. I'm not kidding. And the couple were fucking mortified the blue collar gentleman kind of knee jerked like a no 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 and they quickly bought the plug and they left so what i'm guessing is that a dude who bought his first plug didn't get any lube and he probably had a very dry christmas learn how to read a room y'all it will pay such amazing dividends Speaking of still giving the world's worst segues in 2023, let's talk about the new Avatar movie because there's a lot to unpack. If you haven't seen it, I will warn you that I'm going to have a few very light spoilers. Nothing that would make me upset to know, but if I was on the other end of this, I would want to put it out on Front Street. So there's going to be a couple of light things. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Let's dig in. For me... I usually at least give movies the benefit of the doubt. I think I've mentioned before that I ask myself two questions when I'm seeing a movie. One, why is this movie being made? And two, why am I watching it? If those two questions can be answered, I'm in. And James Cameron, the writer and director of the flick, is a notoriously nitpicky asshole movie director. So in this particular case, I am going to be a nitpicky asshole movie viewer. Now, as I'm going into the theater, I'm thinking about the advanced reviews of the movie. And I read a few of them, which I shouldn't do, but I did anyway, because suck my ass, it's what I do. And the advanced reviews of the movie are pretty good, which means the movie isn't going to outright suck. I do hate the idea of advanced reviews at all, It puts a narrative on the movie before you've even seen it, but, you know, that's just the way life goes. I'm also thinking the first movie was so amazing because James Cameron had that element of surprise. He had done things with 3D that were all light years beyond what anyone else had done. And it was not only visually stunning and beautiful, but it was visually surprising and shocking. But this time, going into the theater... I am expecting beauty. So how is James Cameron going to deliver on something when I'm already expecting it to happen? Now, 
visually, it didn't quite blow me away like the first one did. It may have been more beautiful overall. I will give it that. But that element of surprise wasn't there like it was in the first flick. So that part of it was kind of a bummer. But there was nothing he could really do about that. He kind of shot his whole wad on surprise with his first movie, right? Now, the overall visual effects for the second one were definitely better. They were 10 years better, to be exact. The rendering alone was a huge step up from the first movie. I didn't expect it to have much of a plot hot girl at a bar, right? Pretty to look at, but not a lot of depth. I was actually surprised at how much plot there was in the movie compared to the first one. It was predictable, but I can forgive that. It was also really emotional, definitely a little bit preachy. Cameron really likes to buttfuck his audience with how much we're all destroying the earth and how it makes us awful people. And he's right, but it was so preachy it made me want to eat a steak. There wasn't really a movie that I could easily compare it to like the first one. The first one was Pocahontas meets Fern Gully. However, and follow me here, it was a James Cameron movie where the entire third act takes place on a sinking ship. Does that sound familiar to anyone else? Reach out to me if that sounds like something that rings a bell because I'm old and my memory isn't as titanic as it used to be. It was a better movie than the first one. That's my review. And I'm leaving it at that because I know that it would piss James Cameron off to no end and he's a fucking asshole. All right, let's move on to best and worst of the week. Best of the week, it isn't just Glass Onion being out on Netflix. That's not best of the week. Huge, huge, huge thanks and shout outs, by the way, to everyone who has texted me now that's on Netflix to let me know that they're watching the movie on streaming. I love so much when you guys give me your side of the conversation about shit like that. The best of the week is Ben Shapiro, who is the walking, talking worst live tweeting while watching the movie ben shapiro is a conservative guy who talks a lot i don't want to get close enough to him to figure out exactly what it is that he does there's writing there's commentating involved but that's about as deep as i'm going to get with him the only thing that keeps ben shapiro on my radar is how comedically out of touch he is when cardi b's song came out you know the one where, as Ben Shapiro put it, they talk about the wet-ass P-word, Shapiro tweeted that his wife, who is a doctor, has never been that wet, and women who are that wet should get their P-words checked. First of all, nobody asked him his opinion on the song, so he really didn't need to give it. Secondly, if I was going to give my opinion on that song, and I was going to bring my wife into the conversation, I would spend the entire time I was talking referring to how constantly wet my wife's P word is. All right, so Shapiro had a little mini twatter thread going on as he watched Glass Onion. The whole thing that he was texting, or twatting, or whatever, whatever, I don't fucking care. The whole thing that he was twatting was comedically out of touch and awful. My favorite part 
was his complaint that we as an audience were actively deceived by the writer in a murder mystery movie. How dare a mystery movie deceive the audience? Am I right? It's like going to a strip club and being angry that all the dancers are wearing hose shoes. Like, that is the whole fucking point. Please, God, as a New Year's wish. I don't even know if that's a thing. But please, somehow, in 2023, I hope we find out that Ben Shapiro is, in reality, Banksy. And he's just doing a long-form living art piece. The worst of the week is Terry Hall, who was the lead singer of The Specials, passing away from cancer. The Specials are that band that influenced a lot of bands that you really like. They were the English ska band who were badass enough to throw a little bit of punk rock onto the palette. I've never really gotten too deep into ska music, but I've played in the minors for sure. I don't know a lot about the specials in particular, but I know that there wouldn't be a Sublime or Fishbone or No Doubt or Real Big Fish, Rancid, English Beat, the Aquabats or Voodoo Glow Skulls or Mighty Mighty Boss Tones without them. And I like all of those bands. So this might be the excuse that I need to start digging into them a little bit. Because I don't know a lot about the specials, I'm going to go with one of the bands that they influenced for a song of the week. No Doubt was one of the first concerts that I ever went to. I went through puberty watching Gwen Stefani sweat all over that stage, my god. I also fucking love Fishbone. But for this one, I'm gonna follow my heart and I am going to choose my favorite song by the Aquabats. I met Christian Jacobs, by the way, the lead singer of the Aquabats at San Diego Comic-Con in 2010. By the way, he is a fucking delightful man. And he co-created Yo Gabba Gabba, which is one of the most amazing kid shows of all time. For the first song of the week in 2023, we are going to go with the Aquabats classic, Pool Party. It is catchy as fuck. It is a feel-good song. It will put you in the most amazing mood, and it is ready and waiting sexfully for you in the Atomic Skull Songs of the Week playlist on Spotify. I can't recommend listening to all of the songs on that playlist enough. And I know that I'm biased, but that doesn't make me wrong. If you're ever like me and you are a little bored with what you've got going on musically and you're looking for something new, Even though there's only 20 songs on the playlist so far, there is a little bit of everything. Listen to some of the tunes on there and reach out to talk to me about them. I would love to hear if there's anything on that playlist in particular that pops out at you guys if you haven't listened to it already. Next week, I have to warn you, we are going to tread into some very dark waters. The central theme around next week's episode is going to be... Things everyone else seems to like that I don't. And I have a few very provocative opinions on some things that have gotten me yelled at by lots of different kinds of nerds. So I am going to need a lot of justification to stay on some of your guys' good side. I'm definitely a little nervous. 
but giving you guys a peek behind the curtain to next week's episode is what leads me to this week's gold star question. And I am looking for a lot of participation on this one. It will maximize my talking points for next week. I want to know the top three things out there that everyone else likes, but you fucking don't. And don't be ashamed. It could be anything. Movies, music, books, places, TV, people, any type of noun, really. Food, drinks, styles, fads. I want to know whatever boat sailed away with everyone else and left you on the island. Reach out to me in the DMs at Atomic Skull Podcast on Instagram. Please don't be afraid to invite anyone to listen that you think might like it. I love all of you opinionated motherfuckers out there. It keeps things spicy for me, and I love my spice. So if you know others like you, bring them with. I'm going to be reaching out and doing the same thing. So if I have bugged you to listen to this stupid fucking show and you are choosing to listen to this episode, thank you very much. I absolutely, genuinely do appreciate it. And everyone who is already listening and everyone who is catching up, I love all of you guys too. Thank you so much for sticking around. It means the fucking world to me. I hope everyone is doing well. I can't wait to hear about all of the things that you don't like. I feed off of your hate. Apologies to my mother-in-law for being so angry about Wham! and the whole WAP thing. And finally, how are you doing? <laughs>